0: the follow-up from yesterday I was going to go on a bit more about feet, armpits and groins. People often complain that they've got smelly feet. It's not the foot that smells. Admittedly we do have more sweat glands on our feet, our hands, our groins, our scalps, our underarms. That just means we've got more sweat but it doesn't mean it has to smell bad. The feet are generally kept in shoes all day long in socks They may be made of plastic or leather or cloth or a mixture of all sorts of different um, compounds, many of which are synthetic. And so there's a situation there with the skin and the sweat reacting with that material, particularly when it's a a more man-made plastic side of the spectrum material. But there's also an element there of the feet are kept in a greenhouse. And just as you keep your seedlings in a greenhouse to protect them from the frost, when you keep your feet in a greenhouse, you're keeping your fungal spores in a greenhouse to protect them from um, your own immunity and outside forces that would kill them. And that's why fungal infections, yeast infections as the feet, are far more common in modern culture than they ever were or are in cultures that don't wear shoes regularly as a as a given, as a can't possibly exist in life without shoes. And the smell is caused by that hothouse condition where the feet are essentially getting mushy because they're in there, they've got no air, there's no circulation, the temperature of the feet is much elevated to what it's supposed to be. And that causes changes in the sebum layer, as I described, it causes changes in the type of microbiota that live on your skin of your feet, and it causes reactions between those microbiota and the sweat which inevitably will occur and be trapped there. Um, Those yeast infections that I see increasingly in younger and younger people, uh, they are kind of like the first line of defence being breached. Once that's been breached by yeast infections and fungal infections, the skin is no longer in its condition of being able to defend against pathogenic bacteria. So other infections are much more likely to invade. And those yeast infections, they're quite, um, I mean, they're superficial, they sit on the surface, but they do have little hyphae that do penetrate into the skin to a degree. So they are physically breaching the barrier of the skin. They're actually separating the skin Um, top layer of cells and allowing things in and they can be quite stubborn to get rid of. If you have a mild uh, yeast infection it can be enough to just start going barefoot and stop wearing shoes as much but in a lot of cases it's not because once they've taken hold they're a lot more stubborn than that and you may need to use weed killer (laughs) ie antifungals Um, and in fact that you can set up a cycle there because you put more weed killer on, but you still continue to hot house your feet in shoes. And so you're just taking away some of them. The way if you spray your back garden with weed killer, sure, get rid of the weeds. But if you don't create a scenario where the plants you want to grow can grow, where you don't change the quality of the soil and the pH and all the microorganisms in the soil, then you're just going to get more weeds growing once the weed killer is worn off. So exactly the same happens in your feet. Um, armpits get smelly but just like every other part of you first of all the smell can um, be a, a reflection of something wrong it can be a smell caused by biochemistry and physiology gone awry by metabolic conditions and we know that from Um, for example in diabetic ketoacidosis people have a particular smell of their breath and of their skin and in other medical conditions people have a particular smell because of the medical condition so that's one aspect to that another aspect is that just normal sweat on a healthy human and the smell that comes with that the smell isn't caused by the sweat the sweat itself has no smell but the sweat uh, the smell is caused by the bacteria that come and Use the sweat as a food source, and those bacteria can be some good guys, which are helpful parts of your healthy microbiota, part of your defence system. Or they can be pathogenic bacteria because if your microbiota is disrupted by all the stuff I talked about yesterday, and by a whole bunch of other things, um, diet being one of them, your then your sweat's going to smell different, and it might not be as pleasant. And then what is pleasant? Because we're so used to everything being deodorized and no one being allowed to smell of sweat because, oh my God, everyone will die and faint around them. Um, Of course, that's bullshit. Um, Smelling of normal, healthy sweat um, is normal and is actually how humans traditionally recognize each other. Through smell, partly, I mean obviously we're more sight based um, and dogs are more smell based so they use more smell and we use less smell but we still use smell, it's not like we don't use it at all um, and that's also how we decide whether we, how we feel about a person is based on their smell, the, the, the way we decide how we feel a person about a person can be based on their voice and their behaviour and what they say and their movement patterns and their physical appearance and all sorts of different factors, one of which is their smell. And it's just as important as all the other factors. Um, It's not, uh, we think of it as unpleasant and bad because we're conditioned to. But imagine a hunter-gatherer coming up to someone's armpit that was covered in deodorant or antiperspirant. They would take one sniff of that and run away because it's a completely abnormal smell. It's full of um, man-made chemicals and fragrances that don't exist, um, created specifically to address a problem that is not a problem. So, um, oh, and the other thing is we have this idea that if we don't wash our armpits and they smell, then tomorrow they'll smell a bit more and tomorrow they'll smell a bit more and it'll just increase exponentially so that we smell so much that people will die if they come within immediate radius of us well it doesn't actually happen that way try it get all sweaty wait till you've got smelly armpits and then don't shower don't do anything just rest uh, go to sleep wake up the next day um, do other things and you'll find that that smell just goes away it just disappears by itself because it does come and go it comes and goes according to how much you've been sweating how much you haven't been sweating what you've been wearing whether you've been wearing stuff up against your armpits or whether you've been, they've been free. So all that stuff. And the other thing about sweat that's really important is it's a detox mechanism. That's how we get rid of some of the toxins from our body. It's through our urine, through processing in the liver, which then ends up in the bile and in the gut and ends up out in your poo, and then through sweat and a little bit through tears as well. And it's important to continue that detox mechanism, not try to prevent it with antiperspirants. And I heard a story from Nicole Bilsmar, I don't know how to pronounce her surname, but she's an amazing Australian woman who's written about um, toxins in the home and toxins in our environment, she's spectacular. Anyway, she knew this woman who was a hairdresser for 20 years, who used um, hair colorings on her clients every day. Um, And she gave up being a hairdresser and did something else, I think due to allergies from the products, but I can't remember the reason. And 20 years after this, she started having a series of saunas. And whenever she had a sauna for X months, something like eight months or a year, the sweat that came off of her smelt of the hair colouring that she'd used for 20 years, 20 years ago. And that's how long her body held on to that stuff because it had no means to get rid of it because she just wasn't sweating enough in her normal life. And as soon as she started doing the saunas and sweating more and more, her body went, yay, thank God we can get rid of this shit. And it did. And so her her sweat smelt of this um, hair colouring and she got rid of it. So um, I guess a warning to hairdressers too, is not just hair colouring, it's perming lotion, those things will kill you um, and people who colour their hair too. Now, what else did I want to say? That's probably it actually. All right, done.